Welcome to the Paranoid Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, ideal scenarios um, and this perception that people think that like everything needs to be ideal to uh, make their day run right, make their life run right, things like that. And we're going to take that from like a training nutrition perspective. Um, so you'll see us a lot where people may, let's say, you know, they're on point Monday to Friday and then Friday comes and, you know, they get a call. Someone wants to go out. It's someone's birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. They want to go to dinner or something on Saturday. Let's say, okay, let's go to dinner. Um, so then they wake up Saturday and they decide, well, you know, I'm going to dinner later. Um, so one of two things happens. Either they like over restrict their food in anticipation for that dinner or um, they just don't track at all because they say, well, fuck it. I'm going to go out to dinner later anyway. Yep. All right. Now, not to say you can't have, um, you know, a non-track day every once in a while. You, you know, it's if you're tracking your food consistently, we get it. Right. Um, but you'll see people take that. And I see this with my nutrition clients where they'll take that and Saturday dinner turned into Saturday night drinks, turned into Sunday, eat like fucking trash during the day, have whatever, um, you know, not get rehydrated, turns into Monday. They weren't prepped for their food, ready to go for the week. So, you know I mean, so this one day, one meal thing turns into three days, right? right? Cascading effect. So things are going to come up. You're going to have stuff to do. There's going to be things that throw off your, your nutrition, but is and this is why I tell my clients all the time: as long as you're on point most of the year, that's that shit's not going to affect you. Like the holidays coming up, mm-hmm. every one of my athletes, like unless you're in a like show prep or you're like very very close to a meet and need to make weight, guess what? You're going to eat whatever the fuck you want on Thanksgiving and you know Christmas and all that stuff. It's it's the time to enjoy that, right? I remember you making posts about that last couple of years, actually. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is people think like, I, I don't know if it's, it's just that they, they just think that, okay, I'm going to go out to eat. I'm going to have these drinks. So like, what's the point of the rest of the day? Well, the point is to get your nutritional value in still, right? Mm-hmm. The point is to, um, take in those micronutrients to take in your protein. You're, I promise you, you're not going to get all that just at that one dinner meal. Right. And then understanding the effects of that. Okay. What would you eat at dinner? What'd you drink? You know, all those things. And then kind of how to recoup to prepare for your training. Right. Right. And if you ate the wrong things, you drank too much, whatever, you have to accept the responsibility of that for your training outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not the end all. Like, it's not like, oh my God, life is ruined and I'm not going to track my food anymore because I couldn't track for one day, right? you know, um, two days, whatever. Um, so there's, there's multiple ways cause, cause each person's, this is going to affect them differently. I've seen it both ways where they go out, they enjoy themselves for a night. Oh my God, I'm a piece of trash. And you know, I, uh, ate like this, drank this and I'm back on it though. And like, they have this warped mindset of it, you know? But then it goes the other route where people get lazy because of that. And then it turns into that cascading effect. Like I said, um, then maybe they don't sleep well because they drank and ate, you know, mm-hmm. like crap. And then, well, I didn't sleep well, so I'm not going to train today. And the ball just starts rolling. Right. Yeah. 
from my perspective, like what I do. Okay. Now me in like, I'm going to, I'm going to put the perspective of when I'm dead serious on my training. Um, obviously I'm right now I'm taking time away. So like, you know, over the weekend I went out and, (laughs) um, you know, we had some work to do at the house, but I, like when I went to eat, you know, went to Mexican, guess what? I had some margaritas, Mm -hmm. didn't give a fuck, had some bourbon that night, didn't give a fuck, you know? Um, but still came back and did my workouts and, you know, I'm still on point with what I need to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I'm a little bit more serious into training, like I just kind of account for that, you know, I know like, okay, I'm going to eat X foods. Um, maybe I have a drink, maybe I don't, uh, for, for, you know, everyone likes to see like, okay, I post these bourbons and things, but what people don't understand is I, I really, I per se compared to the most population, I haven't really drank a lot over the last five, six years. All right. How often would you um, say, if you don't mind me asking? On the average, if mm-hmm. we were average it out. Like during pro- when you're. Oh, probably like once every two months. Okay. But everyone sees like my bourbons and this and that. Right. Probably think I drink every night, right? Nope. <laughs> I drink like once every two months. Um, you know, you call it maybe once a month sometimes, like especially deep into off season or beginning off season or something like that. Um, I'll have a little bit more. Um, but I'm not... <sighs> You know, and I think some people see that or they'll see other big lifters do that and think like, oh my God, well, they drink all the time and they're strong and this and that. That's them. One, two, they might not even be drinking that much. You don't know. Right. Like when I drink, I'm not going to have like, you know, one beer or one little ounce of fucking bourbon. Like I'm going to have a couple, right? Mm -hmm. So I reserve those times for that. But um, what I would do is like when I knew that something like that was coming up, I would make sure that I had my proteins in, my micros on point, you know, and then I'd go just eat kind of whatever I wanted in a way. Um, but then, I, then I'd then i start to analyze later, okay, what did that do, right? Um, was it a lot of sodium in there? Was there this? Was there that? Did it mess up my stomach? What, whatever. And I worked to correct that if there was a correction needed, right? Yeah. But I never gave it an excuse of why... Like I couldn't train and there was plenty of times where I skipped, uh, stuff I could have ate or stuff I could have drank because I had, you know, whatever lifting session, Mm -hmm. right. Or I skipped the event altogether because I had that lifting session. And and that's what kind of separates the people that are going to be great at this and the people that aren't flat out. Cause I think when I see people making that decision, it comes back to things we've talked about, which is prioritization. Mm -hmm. They are prioritizing that moment of happiness, if you want to even call it that, on, oh, I get to eat this or I get to drink this, as opposed to what they're going to be training the next day and the results of that training and how it has a positive cascade on the rest of the week and therefore the rest of the training block and what that does, especially if you're leading into a competition. That mindset that says, you know, this moment right now of eating this or drinking this is more important, I think gives them an opportunity to kind of hide behind, oh, it's not perfect, it's not ideal, therefore I won't do any of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's fucking hard to do some of this stuff. Um, to, And we've talked about it, like you get given this opportunity to go out for someone's birthday or mm-hmm. you're celebrating something and other people are drinking and you say, no, I'm not going to participate in that. Yeah. Like I'll hang out with you. I'll have fun. Absolutely. Uh, or I'll do it very minimally because I know I have these other things. Yeah. Like 
sometimes that can suck. But no. in the moment, that is never, in my opinion, in my experience yeah. with it, never as rewarding as being able to say, I got to hang out with friends and celebrate to a certain yeah. extent, but also be successful in what it is that my other priorities are. Yeah. Well, and, and if you make those choices, suck it the fuck up. Like that's the biggest thing too. It's, a, it's the most annoying thing, the weak-minded bullshit that happens. If you go out and you do something, fucking own it. Go in the next day, mm-hmm. destroy your lift, destroy whatever you're doing. I used to get, now mind you, I was younger, hammered fucking drunk. And I'm talking drink, <laughs> drink, 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 Taco Bell, right? And my ass would be up the next morning going on miles, like four or five mile runs. Mm-hmm. All right. And I knew how it was going to feel. I knew. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. I knew that I needed to get hydrated well before. And I knew that I was going to be sweating some shit out. Like mm-hmm. it was not going to feel good. Right. But I own that. You know, um, if you have, if you decide to go out and do something, then you need to own your, your mistake or whatever you want to call it and just get, get through it. Like mm-hmm. you, either way you have, the training has to get done that point blank. The training has to get done. If you've so, made that commitment, yeah. you know, whether it's with a coach or with a competition coming up and to yeah. yourself that you said, no, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Then yeah, you've set that as a priority. And that yeah. needs to take precedence over these other things. Yeah. Having one little hiccup, well, I shouldn't say little hiccup, but like having some obstacle to that that you created for yourself yep. oftentimes is not justification for backing off of what your priority is. Yeah. And, you know, when you're when you're younger, you can get away with that stuff a little more. When you're older, more advanced and stuff also, like it's, it's not going to happen. You know, um, this is why you see a lot of uh, elite athletes if you talk to them and like, they don't drink a lot. They don't, they, they don't go out a lot. You know what I mean? They don't do those things because they're so focused on that. And that's what the fuck it takes. Right. Um, no, I think we talked about a little bit from the, uh, from the training side when people, you know, coming off the nutrition side, uh, when, when things aren't optimal, in, in wherever they train or my gym doesn't have this or what, I don't have that or whatever. Um, now sure there are things that help and there are things that you kind of need. There's like bread and butter items that you kind of need. If you are someone that trains at home and you only have barbells and some dumbbells, like, yes, it does make it harder to reach where you're going to get, where you need to go in point. Like I'll, I'll argue at that with everybody. Like, there are certain things that I can use in this gym and we don't have everything, right? We have some essentials, mm. but when it comes down to like different fatigue factors and things, um, there are times to be able to throw people on a machine or cable system to get some things done versus using a barbell or dumbbells all the time. Right. Right. So yes, the variety does help. And especially, well, just variety and, the sake of like your training won't be as boring. Um, that too. You know, something like, let's say you're doing um, like a high bar uh, narrow stance squat, right? Okay. If you have a, you know, if you have a hack squat available, I can switch you over to do hack squat mm-hmm. narrow stance or something like that. You know what I mean? And and that kind of takes away a little bit from some of the fatigue. You, you know, you don't have to worry about the core bracing as much. Um, you still should, but you know, um, 
shoulders hurting or, you know, whatever yeah. necks hurting, you know, these things might help a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, belt squat stuff like that might help. Like, um, <clears throat> but just for the sake of like the training, not being boring. Right. Right. So that's kind of my little third of there. But even if you're, you know, when we're talking ideals, your gym isn't always going to be 10 minutes away, five minutes away, whatever. No. The perfect gym or the gym you need to train at, let's say. Because mm-hmm. there probably is a gym usually within 10 or 15 minutes of your house Generally, for, yeah. for most people. All right. Um, I remember back when there wasn't a lot of access to training type gyms and things like that. It was common for people to drive a half hour plus to get to the gym, right? Um, some of the best powerlifters that I've ever met have talked about that, that they used to drive like 45 minutes, half hour to a specific training gym to be able to train. So they had to devote the hour to that, right? Um, I know it's not powerlifting, but I think the closest I've ever been to a gymnastics facility for training is 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's the closest. Yeah. It's been an hour sometimes yeah. you drive up there to train and then you drive an hour back. Yeah. But yeah, just to your point. Yeah. Um, the, you know, it's not, it's not always going to be close. And I understand like there are, there are times where it's just going to suck a little bit or, um, you know, it's, it's people talk about, it's hard to find time in the day and things like that. Um, for example, like, you know, we're getting ready to move and things and mm-hmm. we're going to, be living a little bit further from the gym and Lindsay, you know, there's days where she'll have to do like a 12 hour day or something like that. Right. Yeah. And mind you, she has to work an hour away from where we live. I think when we move, it'll be like 45 minutes away. The gym is in the opposite direction of there. Right. Oof. Yeah. So if she wants to come in to train on a 12 hour day, she needs to drive whatever it is, 20 minutes, let's call it. Okay. Um, maybe a little further, maybe a little less, who knows, in the opposite direction of her work to get back in time or to head straight to work from there. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so no matter what. So that's that's one of those moments where she'll have to find a way, you know. Um, Definitely not ideal. No, no. Now, the difference between gen pop training and sports-specific you know, um, barbell sport, any kind of specific training mm-hmm. is that, yes, if you're just in this for general healthy go-getter, like I just go to the gym two times a week, three times a week thing. Okay. You probably opt for the closest gym to you, right? Right. You're just trained for health, whatever has the most, uh, equipment for you, I guess. Right. If you're someone who is serious about your training, you're going to go to where that gym is. So, for example, like if I go move out kind of in the middle of nowhere and there's a little like 24-hour fitness gym down the road that just has machines, one squat rack and one bench and, Mm -hmm. you know, some dumbbells to 100 and that's five minutes away or let's say, okay, so I'm non-biased, let's say I don't own this gym and (laughs) and this gym is 20 minutes away, guess where the fuck I'm driving? Yeah, I'm driving into here right? and I'm going to have access to machines, to heavier dumbbells, to, you know, um, a whole slew of barbells and specialty bars and basically any way I want to train is in here good mm-hmm. to go, right? 
So you have to make that decision of like, what is your ultimate goal? Um, if you're someone who just needs to get a quick pump and that's it. And that's, that's your training. Okay. Maybe you can get away with building out a little home gym or something, but oh, yeah. if you're dead serious on, on training, it shouldn't fucking matter where that gym is, how far away it is, uh, your schedule. Cause a lot of gyms are 24 hours, these training gyms now. Um, and it, there's really no excuse if you're within 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes of a good gym, you should be there. How far, if you can remember, is the farthest that you know someone has driven here to train? Consistently train. Um, 45 minutes. Consistent three times a week. Okay. So an hour and a half round trip. Yeah. Um, we still have a lot of people that do drive in from 20 to 30 minutes away. Uh, round trip mm -hmm. so you know this bullshit and these little bitches that fucking and i don't care you, you all can get offended um <laughs> these people that will just hit the explicit button it's fine you know need to need to fucking well, I, i'm just gonna the one like i can remember like one or two people that they go to a gym that's five minutes down the road because literally it's five minutes closer to their house yeah like, are you fucking kidding me? You couldn't spend the extra 10 minutes to go to a real gym. And it was probably some other excuse, probably self-conscious, you know, that they're weak or whatever. And, you know, that people here or whatever. And that's all in your head. No one gives a fuck. Again, that comes you know? back to the whole like idea versus or yeah. ideal versus reality. Like, the ideal would be that you walk in and everybody glorifies you because like you're really strong and you're really yeah. good. Reality is you are very rarely ever going to be the strongest person in the mm -hmm. gym you are very rarely ever going to be mm -hmm. the best technique or the most experienced or yeah. the smartest and, one there. and even if you are there's gonna be someone that comes in the next year or so two years it's gonna be better than you right i mean it's just how how it works you know um because that's how it's supposed to work yeah yeah and you can <laughs> you can go to a, a commercial gym and you can hide and you know think you're cool in there and stuff but like you know that the reality is no one cares in here like the, the most elite person in here is helping the beginner. Um, mm -hmm. You got people that work out like CrossFit style. No one's out there ragging on them, making fun of them. You know, you got weightlifters and powerlifters that, you know, no one's talking shit to each other. Like, mm -hmm. oh, what, fuck, you know, no one gives a fuck because this is one gym where everyone's just getting shit done. Um, so if you ask for help, you're going to get it. Yep. No one cares what you're lifting, what you're doing. Like if you're a... um. If you're an asshole, well, I mean, good luck finding help. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, but that's different. Um, you guess swallow your pride sometimes. And no. like, there have been times, like, I'll admit it, that, you know, when I was in school to get my master's, there is that part of your brain that says, I'm receiving a higher education. I should know these things. But you no. have coaches in here with literally decades and decades worth of experience and knowledge. Mm -hmm. If I tell myself I should know it, therefore I'm not going to ask, I never yeah. learn. Yeah. You just swallow your fucking pride. You go over and like, hey, can you show me what you were telling them like with Dan, like with the clean and jerk or yeah. talking to you about deadlift or squat? Yeah. Um, the times like I've asked Austin, like, hey, can you come out here and watch me squat on this? Would you no. mind? Like help me to figure this out. Have an outside pair of eyes. If you ask for help, you get it. Like you mm -hmm. said, that like that's the culture in yeah. the gym. But if you're the person who's kind of like hides in the corner, doesn't want to ask anything, isn't getting better, then yeah, you end up feeling resentful because there are going to be people who are stronger than you, stay stronger than you, or pass you up. Yeah. 
Well, it always comes back to that thing too. I mean, it's a proven, it's a fact that um, we've never had anyone come in besides, uh, you know, two outlier uh, guys long, long time ago. Um, so no one's ever been stronger than the people we train, especially on the female side. Um, no one's, that whole board is all females we've trained. It Multiple so, weight classes. In every weight class. Yeah. Every single weight class is a female we've trained. It's never been an outsider. Um, maybe in the very beginning when we just haven't had the flow into the gym yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, people could hear that. And they're like, well, it's your gym. Of course, it's going to be like your clients who are. No, no. Like, if you're stronger than them and you, you have an open powerlifting uh, if it's confirmed on open powerlifting that you're stronger than them from a meet, then you're it stronger. Goes on the board. Than, yeah, it goes on the board. Like that's <laughs> that's how our gym works. It's not there's not training PRs or anything. It's meet sanctioned meet PRs, um, or sanctioned meet you know totals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's funny watching. You know, we get a lot of young guys um twenty twenty one twenty two, and I just always wonder how does it feel that you know, the 165 pound females beside you are stronger than you, but you don't ask a question. You don't ask oh, anything it's be intimidating. to anyone. Like, and that could be why someone run back to the commercial gym, but, um, you know, you, you don't, cause you know, it hits their ego. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, you know, that probably happens. But the thing is, is like, you know, people come in, they don't ask questions. So, um, you know, back to being like ideal with things. Um, so you're, you know, we, we covered kind of like your training, training gym or whatever. Um, <clears throat> time is not, ne- it's oh, never a good one. It's never going to be ideal. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it just never will be. No. If you think about it, like no one's life is ideal. No one's time is ideal. Um, right now, you know, I know uh, people have switched their schedules. I have a couple clients switch their schedules, work out four thirty five in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Because by the time they got off of work, they were so whatever it is, mentally, physically drained, whatever, that it was hard to work out at night, and their training yeah. was suffering, so they get it out of the way early. Um, and you know, me for all you idiots that think like, oh, you own a gym, it must be easy to work out. <laughs> um, no, some days by the end of the day, like. I should start keeping a tally of how many times people say that and yeah. think that. My uh my brain is so dead and fried and just overwhelmed with over you know, overloaded with stressful bullshit that like this is why you see me come in in the evening, my headphones are on, I don't want to talk to you, I don't mm-hmm. want to say much, I wanna train and be in my own element and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know? Um that's no, it's it's how it is. Um, One of the especially, things I, go ahead. Yeah. Well, especially I was just gonna say for people that have like my type of personality, where you're always forward, you're you're like hard to the wall go getter. Like, not a not a ten minute, fifteen minute span. I'm mean, gonna say a five minute span of my day ever goes by without focusing on something forward. And mm-hmm. that's probably a fucking problem. <laughs> I probably have a problem. <laughs> that's a different um, episode to talk about. Like I can even, I've came to the point where I, even if I sit down and try to watch a show or movie, um, I'm still dozing off to something else. 
and I'm checking my phone for something or I'm looking up whatever I need to look up. Yeah. Um, I know that one. You know, and when I become like fixated on my current, um, what, what current project, let's call it, or current mm-hmm. whatever I'm looking into, I will dig and dig and dig. And this is why, honestly, I know so much shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is why I know so much life shit, right? Um, I can't build you anything. Don't ask me to build anything because I can't fucking do that. Don't ask me to fucking <laughs> fix your car. I don't know that. But you ask me, um, you know, something uh, about uh, a business or uh, ask me something financial with the markets. Mm-hmm. And I've known, I know things now because I dig. I find one thing and I go down the rabbit hole, find another and I go down it, you yeah. know, and that's how you become educated on those subjects, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different things that like, I just run off on it. It could be something stupid too. It could be just dumb shit I look up. But yeah. for the most part, it's stuff that's going to help me move forward. So, I was planning out a um, a daily schedule for someone. They wanted help because last time we talked about like chronotypes. Mm-hmm. And so they had taken the quiz and they'd figured out what their chronotype was. And based on that, I said, you know, here's what is ideal for that chronotype. Guess what? Their schedule, because of where they were in life and what they were doing, uh, collegiate athlete did not accommodate that at all but because we were able to figure out okay this is what is ideal this is what your body is asking for but this is what your circumstances are forcing you into then you're able to figure out how do we accommodate that better how can we get the most out of that transition because like you said time will never be ideal i mean mm-hmm. in that case you have it on paper on how much it will not be ideal but you can take it to someone who says well i'm going to come in i'm going to get an hour's worth of training and then you find out you have to stay 20 minutes past work and getting into traffic there was an accident so you're another 10 minutes late coming here and you got to make something work and then you get a call and you know the husband or wife says i really need you to come home early no like life just happens yep it does you want to anticipate that to an extent so that when these things occur you know what you can do to kind of balance the scales. Yeah. Like in the clients, like you said, they start coming in 435 o'clock in the morning. Is that ideal? Hell no. Yeah. They, I sure as shit guaranteed they I, do not want to be doing that. I don't come in at five in the morning because it's not my ideal time to train. Right. Yeah. So. And in their case, it's like they had to prioritize those other life events with the time that they had Yeah. when those were happening and then come in, you know, 435 o'clock in order yeah. to make something happen. It becomes that balancing act it becomes well more like a puzzle like you have to move things around to the right places you're going Mm -hmm. through but see it all the time where people have this mindset that oh it's not perfect therefore nothing yeah it's like well i can't afford to wake up at 7 7 30 even though i'm a bear chronotype it's like i'm not asking you to yeah i'm asking you to know that that is what is ideal and let's work with the consequences yeah and managing that because you know you can't yeah, and you see it all the time with uh, a lot of gen pop people, especially like you'll see when they come in for consultations or whatever they, um, or if they're on training, all of a sudden if they can't get their nutrition right or whatever, they drop nutrition, then well, you know what, I'm not eating right, so what's the point in training? And then they fall right back into the same right. thing that they've always been in, where they just don't do anything. So. I've never, I've never, I've never really understood it. Um, I mean, it is kind of like, you know, like for me, 
doing what I'm doing now, just doing more like health based kind of workouts or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, like if I have to, I'm, I'm highly focused on all the life shit going on right now. If I have to absolutely like, okay, I have to eat this, it's eat this or I, you know, I'm not going to be able to get to a good meal anyway for a couple more hours. Okay. I'm going to eat this. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, if it's don't eat, you know, I know what I need to do later. Right. right. Um, if it's, let's see, like wake up and God, fuck, so many messages I wake up to every day. Um, and something's in there. And it kind of mm. throws off my schedule, throws off my day. And I can't work out as long as I wanted or the way I wanted. You know, I still try to find a way to get something done. But, mm -hmm. like, then that's the way it's going to be, right? Right. Um, you know, and it, it, you're going to go through, like, these waves. Like, you know, as you get older, you have more responsibility. You have more um, things to focus on. You know, right now we're buying a house, selling ours. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get this this meat together, you know what I mean, all that stuff. Um, to the word point is like, I have a very, um, you know, and I've got, I've like appointments out the ass and all this stuff, right? Yeah. To the point, like I have a short fuse right now. Hey, Lindsay, we're just talking about, I, have, I have a very short fuse right now for people who waste my time. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm just not, I, I'm just not playing games at all. Like if someone is wasting my time, I will not answer them or I will be very short with them. Mm -hmm. Um, flat out. That's how it is. Right. And, you know, focusing when I'm focusing on all this outside stuff, the gym shit would suffer. If I was trying to go through like a meat prep with all this, it oh, would yeah. be absolute hell. Right. Yeah. Um, so there are times where we have to take that step back and understand like, okay, these are the priorities right now. It doesn't mean you drop your, uh, your training program completely and you drop your, uh, nutrition completely or whatever, you know, maybe you compromise with things, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're serious and, and this is what gets me is like when you're not at a high level, you see this all the time, high level people, it takes a lot for them to take a step back, right? Yeah. Low level people, the slightest inconvenience, they will take I'm a step done. back. I'm done. I'm good. And that, this is why we always say this. This is why I always say, show me, you know, or I can see it in my clients. I know in my clients who, I don't even need to know what they do for a living. I know who's successful outside of, you know, the gym. Based on the ability to commit. Mm -hmm. I, I know who's fucking successful. There's a direct correlation between the people who hold their program, hold their nutrition, mm -hmm. hold their gym memberships, and train in here versus don't. Direct fucking correlation. And, you know, I had a, a buddy that came in. He's been here a little bit. And he was like, am I, because he parked out front. He thought he was the only one here. He's like, you know, am I the only one with a real job that shows, because it was like 6 p.m., so it's okay. prime time in the gym. He's like, he, you know, he sends me this like, snap thing he's like is am i the only one with like a real job or something like serious so i'm like i'm like no everyone parks out back and he was like oh i was like dude it got me to thinking there are so many business owners ceos of companies like there are med students there are these highly successful people outside of the gym that train in here mm -hmm. a lot of them too right 
And there's a direct correlation, again, between the ones training, the ones that aren't, and then the ones that don't, you know what I mean? Don't yeah. do anything. I think that's part of the reason, because we've said it before, like how many times do we have med students who come in, graduate students, um, uh, people who are in like engineering school, which I use as an example just because of like how intense that can be as far yeah. as how much time goes into it. And I think the reason that you end up seeing them in like a high percentage is because they're very serious about their goals and they've made training a goal as mm-hmm. well. So they're able to carry that level of intensity and seriousness like to yeah. that as well. And well, the other people just kind of fade away. They Their level of commitment and is so much they've higher. already been hit in the mouth because, you know, if you're a med student, um, well, I shouldn't even say it, like med, there's a lot. Of, I mean, let's just call it med because that's who we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You've probably already walked in and took a test where you're like, holy shit, I don't know anything on here. Like, oh. what? what is all this? I didn't study this. I know I didn't know you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just so much information. Um and they've been hit in the mouth with those bad test scores. And obviously they're very serious about their education. Mm-hmm. They've been hit in the mouth with the, the bad test scores. They've had to people tell, tell them probably they can't do it. They had pre- people probably ask why you're spending so much money to go to college to do this and blah, blah, blah. You know, they probably had people talking them out of it the whole way. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've had that in their mind of like, can I make it through this? You know, will I make it through? What will the debt look like? You know, they've had all these conversations God, in their head <laughs> that I think they have that, like, they can have that long-term perspective knowing, like, I'm not going to graduate college, you know, for another seven, eight years. Like, you know, they have that long-term perspective. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I think that's um, that's kind of an interesting fact that I've noticed over time. Um, that, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I think, uh, I, I just notice things a lot more. And I see these correlations between people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I watch people, we get this a lot. Um, I actually, I just see this a lot also on, on, you know, whatever social media get people that love the gym. Then all of a sudden they haven't worked out well. They come back. Oh, sorry. Been gone. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever. You know? And you know, you're just counting down the days till they're gone again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that all of a sudden go back to school for something that may be slightly difficult or just anything more in general, usually it's a medical field or something like that. And they drop their programming, they quit the gym, they do all that stuff Mm -hmm. right there. That tells me that you're not going to make it. You're going to get that job. You're going to pass. You're probably going to make it through that schooling. You're going to get that job. Mm-hmm. You'll never be upper management. You'll never be anything more than cool. You got that job and, you know, sure. It probably pays you a decent salary, but you'll never do anything more than that ever. That's okay. Tell me why. Okay. So, so here's why. So if you look at these people that go into these things, um, now mind you, some people just don't know what they want to do. We understand That's fair, that. yeah. Some people go into a uh, certain uh, field, realize they hate it, and they go back for something else, right? Right. But usually these people have quit, started and quit, start and quit, start and quit, so many different careers, so many different jobs, so many different things, mm-hmm. and then boom, there's a nursing shortage, I'm going to go here, or there's, I want to do this, that, you know, whatever, and they go back to school for that, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, their training and all that stops. They become hyper-focused on 
X goal, whatever that career goal is, right? Okay. And they become hyper-focused on that. This is no longer relevant for a few reasons. Either one, there was an attention thing the whole time. Okay. Two, it wasn't really a true goal. It was something that was helping validate them. But now they feel like this is going to validate them, right? Ooh, I like that. Okay. That's another. The other side of it is they can't multitask manage their life with multiple things going on, right? So they can't, they have to be hyper-focused on this because they can't, they don't have um, the comp- the, the comprehension one, and then two, the time management skills or anything like that to do it all, right? Right. Now, again, oh, it's easy to work out. You own a gym and, okay. You know, just taking myself since, I don't know, what, 19, 18, I took like a little time off, six months, seven months, because I was being a jackass. And <laughs> then I went to working out. I've worked out and pushed myself consistently since then, right? Mm-hmm. I took... My fitness, I've been I've been an upper level and a higher level in whatever I'm doing and can continue to keep climbing for the past like eight years or so, I would say, you know, in something. Mm-hmm. And I build a business out of it. And if you look outside of my life, all that's built, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a kid and, you know, all these responsibilities just keep getting thrown on, thrown on, thrown on, yeah. you know, and now I'm just now reaching, reaching the threshold of like, Okay, motherfucker, what can you actually handle, right? Mm -hmm. And you know it wasn't anything outside, in gym, in anything that told me to step back. It was my own body that forced me to step back, right? Yeah. And that's how I felt. And that's how I, you know, I still feel in a sense that, like, that nothing's going to stop me from getting where I need to be, right? But when it comes to like physical health longevity, that, that was something that stopped me on the, yeah. you know, on the fitness side of it, but I'm still doing things. Uh, yesterday I ran out and I uh, ran a mile yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. I haven't ran a mile in a long time, a uh, full mile. How your knees feel? Um, yeah, decent. I didn't even say that as a joke. I just I mean, know like yeah, the work that we've done. No, the left one's a little pissy today, but, um, a little locked up, but, uh, now tomorrow might be a different story, but it's going to take a while. Um, and I, I kind of want to make a post about that at some point. Um, and you know, there's some things I want to say. I kind of want to save that for another, uh, podcast, but foreshadow. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I really, I ran this, I saw my time and it like opened up some, some ideas, but anyway, so, I mean, I truly feel like if my body was healthy enough like mm. everything was on point in check um i didn't have to have stupid minor things done and all this stuff uh, like in january i probably have to get like a minor surgery for a dumb little fucking cyst you know what i mean but okay. i'm gonna i might have to have like a a drain for like fucking two weeks you know dumb mm. shit like that it yeah. just comes up you know stupid stuff um but i really feel like and you know we did it I went out and I did start another business, didn't work, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I could have started another business full time, ran that, ran gym, and still been at a high level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't feel like I truly reached that point where it was like, how much can you actually handle? You know? Um, 
I think I'm going to stop you for one second because mm-hmm. I think it's really good to highlight that right there versus what we talked about before, where you're not saying that oh the ideal would be to have perfect health mm-hmm. and then I would do it. It's the recognition that because of the situation that you're in, you need to have something taken off the plate. Yeah. Versus yeah. these other scenarios where it could sound and look similar. Where like, well, they started a new career or they started a new schooling yeah. program. You know, yeah, it makes sense to take this off. No, they could have managed that. Yeah, it's manageable. It wasn't self-awareness that said, I should stop training. I should stop working out. Yeah. I should, you know, drop nutrition because I'm doing this. Yeah. It was the inability to learn how to basically rise to that and to commit to what you said your priorities were. Yeah. There's and, a big difference between those two mindsets. Yeah. And I, I have just so many examples of people that like every excuse that someone gives, I can point out an example in here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not even talking about myself. I'm talking about like, you know, oh, I have uh, I have a kid and this. Uh, there's people in here with four or five kids still come four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's. And right away, I can hear people like if they hear this, they're like, oh, it must be nice to be them. That doesn't have to be you. You don't have to be like, well, you know, I have three kids, four kids, whatever, and I wouldn't be able to come in four to five days. How many days yeah. could you? Yeah. How many days Is could you? Three. Do three. Yeah. You know, um, and there are people that get in jams where it's like, I have people that do hybrid, like they go to a gym and they do home workouts, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it all just depends like what your goal is. If your goal's, you know, general health and fitness or whatever, then okay, like, like I said, maybe you can go whatever you're thinking, like running. I don't need a gym to go run. I can run outside, right. you know, whatever. But there's there's just always like the school, the school one. I haven't seen that one in a while, but um, the school excuse. Mm-hmm. Fucking med students in here. There's yeah. uh, fucking engineers, you know. There's people that are just like on the upper echelon of education, you know, um, I know we've had pre-physical therapy or physical therapy students mm-hmm. who have come through here. Chemists. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to talk about demanding school when it comes to preparation for examinations between mm-hmm. the engineer and chemistry. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. As someone who took some of those classes, like as an outsider, like I yeah. had one of them and I felt myself aging yeah. while I was in the class. I can't uh, imagine if it was every single day, all day. Yep. Yeah. So there's, there's always someone that's that's done it. Um, like I said, it's for me, you know, to continue on pushing, there's probably people who have done it. And guess what? Those are the people that died at 40, 45, because mm-hmm. they kept pushing. Um, you know, so I'm just not that stupid. <laughs> like, sorry to say, I'm just not going to kill myself over something that doesn't pay me. So, I mean, I can speak from personal experience with school like right now going to school for the phd trying to run a business i'm also doing the contracting work for akron and then within that trying to find time to do my own like gymnastics training mm-hmm. and strength work it fuck it sucks yeah. it really sucks and the thing that i know about it is like i hit a point where i looked at the schedule and i said i literally can't fit anything else in. So if I want to be able to prioritize the things that not only I enjoy doing, but uh, in order to get ready for competitions, which I really enjoy doing, then 
I need to get better at the time management. I thought I was good at it. Yeah. I thought, and it comes back to the times that we've talked about leveling up. Mm-hmm. I thought I was good at managing that until I'm in this new scenario where I look at it yeah. and have to get even better. Well, and there's going to come a point when there, there there is a breaking point, unless you have, you know, a personal secretary, a personal chef. Uh, Cause yeah. in, and then if you're on that level, then you probably have so much priorities outside of there. There's a reason you hired them right? Um, because you're that busy. Right. Um, I mean, fuck, I know people that it's hard to even get like a phone call with them, you know, mm-hmm. take, uh, I, I called up a guy for, um, uh, wealth management and, um, uh, why am I blanking on it? I don't want to say health insurance. Um, Life insurance, Jesus. Um, he's wealth management, life insurance okay. guy, right? Um, supposed to be pretty good, you know. I'm, you know, someone referred me or whatever. Um, guess how long it took to get a meeting with him? A phone call meeting. Four weeks. Longer. Two months. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, it equivalent of like nine, ten weeks to get a phone meeting with this guy. Wow. And when I called, the secretary asked, "Like, what's your name?" Did someone refer you like questioning me? Like, why the fuck do you even want to talk? Like, yeah. you know, I'm surprised they didn't tell me to like send over your bank account information. <laughs> like, but it's a, it's official like that, mm-hmm. you know? And you know, that's probably a guy that I can't just like call up and be like, Hey man, how's my life insurance doing? Right. Right. You know, um, because he's that busy. So right. there's always levels to it. Um, and there's people that you'll never get to talk to in your life because you're not on that level. (laughs) Exactly. And that's just how it is. So, um, I mean, I don't give that example like with my scenario because I think that it's anything special. I think that we could find a dozen different people in here easily who have that much, if not more. Yeah. I get my point with it was the mindset is I need to figure it out because I don't want to lose what is the priority. It's not, mm. I could really easily just step back and be like, Hey, this is hard. Yeah. I'm just going to go to school. I'm going to run the business and I'm going to do the con and I'm done. Yeah. Like I'll work out when I can. I'll practice when I can and yeah. I'll just do it for fun. But it's saying I need to get better at what I'm doing and I need yeah. to figure out where I need to get better Yeah. so that or, I can continue. Can you find, right. you know, I hate the word find time, but it is true. Like you're finding the time. Um, How can I create the opportunity? Yeah. And the thing is, is that there's, Man, there's always time. And, you know, I get it. Like, like I used to go on runs sometimes at 1, 2 in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. 5 in the morning, whatever. You know, as someone that's like, you know, in in your mid-30s and like has kids and stuff, you can't really walk out of the house. He could, but like... Sniffing out, they might be like, "Where the fuck are you going?" <laughs> you know, Not but, responsibly. Yeah, but like you can't just go out the house at one, two in the morning. Dogs barking, waking everyone up to go right. run, right? Um, you know, I guess if you maybe had to, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Um, you just got different responsibilities, right? But when you're young, you got nothing. You know, I um, man, I used to like work out when I, I used to work out nine, ten at night sometimes. You know, because that's when it was. That's when I had mm-hmm. time to work out. There's this like, you know, I don't know if it's the, the Netflix culture or something. Mind you, I'm going to put it out here right now. I fucking love watching movies. I'm a movie junkie. Like I love movies. I love shows, like good shows, not shit shows. Um, like good shows. I'll binge out. I love snacks. I love fucking shitty food, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. 
I'm the first to admit that, right? And I love being lazy. I love just sitting on my couch. My fucking, well, sometimes I like my dogs. Sometimes I hate them. <laughs> um, you know, just eating snacks and watching a movie, right? It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but when I was coming up, like, you ever see those commercials of like, it's for ESPN, like when the guys are like talking up sports and the one guy just doesn't really know and he yeah. says something awkward. I felt like I was becoming that guy because like my friends, I would, you know, randomly like once in a while hang out when they talk about this, that, Oh, did you see this? Like my brother's big into sports, knows mm-hmm. everything. Oh, did you see this going on? This I'm like, mm, no dude. I, I told him flat. I'm like, bro, I don't have time to watch ESPN flat out. Like, yeah when I'm I'm watching the financial markets or I'm fucking reading about the financial markets, I'm not really scanning ESPN because I don't care which fucking NFL player smoked weed today. I don't care who traded who. Right. I'm going to watch the game and I'm going to enjoy the teams I like to enjoy. And I like sports, so I love sports. I'll watch them. But I, I, know I don't need to keep up with every current event because it doesn't fucking matter to me that much. Those guys are getting paid. I'm not getting paid from them. Right. right. So focus on things that matter. Right. right. So <clears throat> anyway, but I mean, I love all that stuff. And, but I remember it's, there was a time in my life where I, I didn't watch TV really. I didn't know, you know, yeah. especially like my early twenties, like working out nine, 10 at night. Sometimes, um, I didn't watch TV, you know, um, I want to save this for another episode. Okay. No. Okay. We'll go into it. I feel like we're too far along now. We'll save it. All right. I'm going to save it. I'm putting That's it down. A cliffhanger right there. Put it down in my notes. Isolation will make you fucking do things. Dun, dun, dun. Put it in my notes right now so everyone can hear the story later. Future episode. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, like the stuff I try to tell people and the stuff I put on here, you know, I don't bullshit. I'm one of the realest people you ever meet. All these fucking gurus that you all go listen to that are making millions of dollars and shit. Guess mm-hmm. what? I live that almost that same fucking life. I'm just not out there, you know, putting it out there. I'm not fucking writing books and all this stuff. And I'm not ultra successful. No. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, could I be? Who the fuck knows? Like, could I make it there? Who knows? You know, but then maybe motherfuckers will listen to me. But guess what? Like since I was in my late teens, all that shit that all these people talk, all your gurus that you guys like listen to that hell I listen to too, like live the same fucking life, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're not, I'll tell you now, they're not bullshit. But we'll put that out there. I'll, I'll talk about that another time. Um, but anyway, back to time. Um, Some <clears throat> Netflix, uh, yeah, ne- snack food. Yeah, I, I think what the <laughs> God, we gotta go all the oh. way back. Um, the you know, I think it's the Netflix binge culture that says like, I have to be done at you know like eight p.m. That's my time to like eat and relax, get ready for bed. But you're not going to bed till one in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you have to watch like ten hours of your shows. Now, mind you, in my household, there is a time I like things to be done, organized dogs like calm the fuck down mm-hmm. like time to chill you know and that's me just being an old ass and just what no but um <clears throat> you know i know that like especially when there's more kids in the house coming and stuff like that mm-hmm. like there's going to be a, a need for this is the time things need to calm down so these kids can go to bed and so everybody can chill right mm-hmm. um so i'm trying to like instill that now in a way a little bit 
but at the same time, like when, like when I had do have my daughter or something, like, you know, we try to be all done with stuff by like seven, seven thirty, you know, cause she goes to bed at like eight thirty nine, you know? Okay. So it's like that way we can all like, you know, watch a cartoon, watch a movie, watch a whatever, do hang out. Um, even though it's not a lot of time, but like we try to have like a little quiet time to ourselves, you mm-hmm. know? But, um, I think, you know, you see these like 21, 22, 23 year olds. Why are you not grinding at nine o'clock at night? You're fucking young. Do it while you can. Cause I promise you when you get fucking old, it sucks balls to be up at 11 at night working on stuff. Finishing projects. And then back up in the morning to do more stuff. Like it sucks. It's not fun. Close the computer, fall asleep, wake up, open the computer back up. Yeah. So like while you're young and you have that ability to just rest, recover and repeat, like, and also just figuring out how to do it, not yeah. just because you can recover yeah. so quick. Like you have untapped hours of like just sh- shit you can get done, right? Learning how to really work and how to grind is not something that is a decision to like, oh, today I'm going to work hard. Like yeah. figuring out how to do that for different things. Like, yes, having a strong work ethic is applicable to basically everything. No, yeah. that's universal. Mm-hmm. figuring out how to apply that work ethic to different projects and to different avenues yeah. is completely different. Well, everyone wants to sit back now and make money too. And it's like that, that's not going to happen. The people you don't that, get to be passive until pe- you worked your ass off. Yeah. And even, even when you're passive, you still have to uh, monitor if that yeah. makes sense. So got to have oversight. Yeah. Um, until I, you build a company that you get to then sell off to somebody and say, good, you're in charge. I'm going to take those profits. Yeah. And how often does that ever happen to yeah. anyone listening? It's never happened to you. Yeah. Um, I was reading about this, uh, just happened across a CNBC um, headline. And it was about this, uh, I forget what the headline was. It was like, um, this girl basically, what she did, what, this was actually in Columbus. Um, this girl was going to school or going, she was going to work for, um, dental hygienist or something like that. Okay. Pretty sure. And she was making, it said like 32 grand a year. Right. Okay. And she had this job and then she started, um, getting into, God, I'm probably gonna fuck this up. It, uh, microblading for your eyebrows or something. It's like, where okay. they like, almost like, I think they like tat, tattoo it on your okay. eyebrow. I, I don't know. I'm going to take your word for I, it. Everybody out there right now is like, ah, oh, you don't know where microblading <laughs> is, but that's what it, okay. So she's doing this microblading thing, right? And this is like a true success story. Um, starts getting into it. Um, starts making some real money, mm-hmm. like seven grand a month from it, right? Nice. Yeah. So she's about a year, I think it, the article said, into doing both jobs. She was working like 70 hours a week for over a year straight, right? Nice. Um, where she was making that money from there and she was pretty much putting it into this little company she was starting for yeah. a microblading thing. Then that was self-sustaining. And then she went off and she quit her day job, mm-hmm. devoted her time full time to that. And, um, I think now she's bringing in revenues, like you said, like almost nine grand a month. Now that's before expenses and stuff. But even if she has some expenses, she's probably still, you know, making 60, 70, 80 grand a year now yeah. from something that started off as a side hobby that she was doing after work on top of work i am going to hammer that down your fucking throat Mm -hmm. because people don't want to do that anymore they don't want to go to work nine to five and work on their craft three hours after that 
You know, they don't want to go work two, three jobs to pay for the business that they just opened that mm-hmm. there's, you know, slowly devoting time to or whatever. Right. Um, you're not like, and that's an overnight success almost not, not necessarily, but like a year within yeah, a year to be able to quit your job, you build a business to, you can go quit your day job within a year. That's quick because like, I would love to know how much education went into her figuring out how to do it, but also how yeah, to start yeah. doing the business aspect. Yeah. I'm sure there was um, some courses or something. Yeah. I think you have to be certified or licensed to do that. Cause it might've been a year of working to get to a point where she could step away from the yeah. job. How much preparation and time went into f- getting to the point where she could spend a year yeah. to step away from the job. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's uh, in, I th- like, I think in there she talked about like, she gave advice, like have a business plan, have all this stuff, like mm-hmm. have action steps and you know things like that. Um, <clears throat> secrets. So, so yeah, it wasn't like, it, it, and I just wanted to like, I should have shared the article because it was like this, and this girl's young, like this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Like you need to do the work on top of the work you're already doing. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, boom, all right, we're good. You know, um, I know people that open businesses take, um, how long was she doing that? Lindsay's friend that opened her like bakery or whatever, Mm -hmm. really good bakery doing well, you know, packed with orders. Uh, I think they've been open almost two years now. Um, and God, I don't know. I know she was baking for like, she went, pretty sure she went to school for that, but she also went to school for maybe nursing or something. Okay. Um, I think she was doing kind of both. She had the bakery thing on the side, mm-hmm. doing nursing or whatever medical field job she had. Um, but it got so big to where she was like getting all these orders. She's like, I could probably just open a bakery, right? Yeah. And that's when she took that step to, okay, I'm opening a brick and mortar bakery. And I think she was still even in the very, very early stages of that, still working at the hospital for a little while. Okay. While owning the bakery, then she quit there. You know, but it was like a, it had to have been like a five year process or more six, maybe six years, you know, yeah. and that's what it takes sometimes, you know, but now she's living out her dream. She's baking, you know, ton of things. And mm-hmm. There you go. Um, when you think about a college schedule, you spend like 15 hours a week in classes. Now that's not including the, I'm assuming that you're doing like a standard amount for your undergrad, right? Yeah. That's not including the work that you're going to put into studying projects, homework, all that, right? That's 15 hours a week that eventually after four years, give or take, Mm -hmm. turns into a degree, which is essentially life-changing if it opens doors. Yeah. That's a lot of classes right there. Mm. So if you were to take one hour a night even, you're doing a third of an undergraduate degree, but just that's one hour with the work that you're doing. Uh, you put two hours. Once you hit like three hours a night going on to that, it's essentially the same amount of work over a number of years that you put into getting a whole new degree. And that's like, that's at, I mean, you don't even have to do that much and you end up with a master's Yeah, going through. But my point with it is like, you talk about the amount of reading that you do, like going down these rabbit holes with it and how much you end up learning from that. I'm just trying to give perspective to people to realize what one to three hours a night can mm-hmm. turn into it's yeah. equivalent to basically going back to college yeah. if you give yourself a year of doing that do you have any idea how much you can end up learning and how much you can advance even if you're not planning on changing your career no 
necessarily. Like if you want to stay in the same field, you can really move yourself forward with how good you are at what you're doing. Like, do you have any idea how many, um, currently not as many, but the number of podcasts that I would listen to as I'm doing things, like it was hours and hours and hours because I knew that information from that. And I just, I do better with information when I listen as opposed to like reading. I knew that that information I would end up using, like you say, with going down these rabbit holes in one way or another with everything. And little by little, what happens, it all ends up culminating into an overall business model. Yep. Like take any of those examples and apply it to yourself and like to give perspective on what people can accomplish. Cause I think it's so easy to look at that and be like, what am I going to be able to do in mm-hmm. an hour? Yeah. Fucking lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit just keeps adding up. You know, I understand like, you know, people, there's, there's certain things like you need to understand, like it does take money to make money, but it doesn't, it doesn't take much to start to compound it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like if you, it's, someone put this out there, it was like a popular meme or not meme, but Twitter thing for a while. Um, you know, it's all over Instagram where it was like, if you gave, I forget the dollar amount, but it was, he basically said like, uh, if you started everyone over and gave everyone $50,000, the successful people would still be successful. And most of the poor people would still be poor, except for like a few who could change their life around with that. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, it's a mindset culture thing, not, um, not like a monetary thing. And, okay. and essentially that's kind of true. Um, if you think of the people have gotten rich quick and then they blew it all, you know, yeah. um, but it, it, you know, sure. Like if I handed someone, you know, hundred grand and said, here you go. So people wouldn't even know what the fuck to do with it. And they would go try things and they would just waste it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, there's no guarantee, but, um, you, you can start to make little, you know, plant the seed and watch it grow type right. scenarios. But you have to starts with the education, the little bit of reading. Mm-hmm. Then it starts with the investment. Okay. I don't have money to invest. Go get a second job, go work longer hours, go find another job that pays you more, whatever you need to do to take those steps. Right. I mean, especially with the way that things are, the number of opportunities that are available for jobs well, it is insane. Oh my God. You could work, jo- you could work 24 seven right now if you yeah. really wanted to. And some of it you can do yeah. remotely. Like you do at home. Like I had, um, a telehealth appointment with a nurse practitioner just a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. And he was explaining to me that he does a like four day shift at a hospital. Then he comes home and he does one hour a night doing that. Yeah. Like a telehealth appointment. And he takes that money and like, that's what he uses to go towards like extra investment or like retirement. I don't yeah. know why he was explaining this all to me during the appointment, <laughs> yeah. but he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because we got through it really quick, cause he's like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're young and healthy. So I'm all done with my questions and ended up just having like a quick chat about it. But it's things like that. Like you find out that there are all of these opportunities hmm. out there that just because you don't know of one that would actually work for you doesn't mean that there isn't one. If you do some research, yeah. more importantly, doesn't mean, and we talked about it last week where it's like, it only doesn't work with the way that you're doing things right now. Yeah. If like, if a gun was to your head and you had to make it work, could you come up with a way to do it? Yeah. Answer is probably yes. And if it definitively is no, then you keep doing research to figure out how could you make it happen. 
Like I went back to get my graduate degree after being out of school seven years. No, that just Mo- sucks. <laughs> yeah, most people don't want to do it. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, it'd be really hard to go back to school. Yeah, it fucking was. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. And it wasn't ideal to do a three-year program and go part-time because that meant I had a whole nother year that I had to accommodate that schedule mm-hmm. when it comes to work. I didn't like doing that. I didn't like not being able to be here yeah. certain nights because that meant that there are people I can't work with. Yeah. There are clients that I can't provide a service to. And in our industry, like if you're not able to continue to provide a good service to basically as many people as you can accommodate, you don't get the word of mouth that you need. Yeah, yeah, you don't get the spread. It's not fucking ideal. Yeah. But what I also knew is that like that was reality. If I mm-hmm. wanted to have that degree, if I wanted to keep moving things forward, that's what it needed to be. So you just you make it work. Yeah. Do we have uh we have questions? Do you want to answer them? Or we have two. Let's get through these questions. All right. Why is the whoop so popular when it doesn't do a good job measuring HRV? I think they have really good marketing. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand it's just with stuff like that, it's all about marketing. It's just like saying, why does someone buy the iPhone when, you know, whatever on the Android side is uh, more capable of this or what, you know, it's. Yeah. It's marketing. That's what every industry is. So, I think that it does provide information to people, and that little bit of extra information, especially with how they you know pushed it towards you know certain yeah. groups of athletes, um, that it can be helpful to have that insight. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's useless to yeah. do it, but yeah, they did a really good job of you know putting it out there towards certain groups and marketing it well. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, that was easy. Second one. For ex-athletes, 40-year-old or plus, is it basically okay to just go into cruise control because you already hit your best? Hmm. If if you, let me put it this way. If you hit your best by 40, you, you must have been a serious fucking athlete. Because in the strength world, there's people well under their 40s that hit PRs. One. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's going to depend on many, many factors, but uh, you know, I mean, God, I can go almost anywhere. Triathletes. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone says that. Well, why can Tom Brady do that? Oh, motherfuckers. <laughs> this is a goat. As much as I hate to admit it. But he he's a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, there's triathletes that hit lifetime PRs at 40. You know, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say that like the best is behind you if you have an absolutely top end everything. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. definitively say that. And if and if the, you think that you might have top ended one thing, go into something else because you probably suck at it. <laughs> like, yeah, challenge yourself with something new. Yeah, you know, if you were if you were a strength athlete and you think you top end your strength and like it's done, go into something more endurance based. That'll help push you. Um, mix up your workouts. Get focus on bodybuilding. Like, mm. just staying keeping as much muscle mass as you can or muscle whatever muscle. Uh, tone as you want, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Stay shredded. I don't. I don't care. Just find a new thing that you probably aren't good at, and make that your focus. You know, that's kind of a way to keep the fire lit and um, and keep things alive. So, like me right now, like 
besides doing like a hardcore diet, my diet is much better than, um, than what it had been. Um, but like I'm focusing as much as I can on just bodybuilding and then slowly creeping up my endurance. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, two things that I feel like I'm still able to do really well if I want to. So I really hesitate with that phrase, like go into cruise control. I never want to go into cruise control. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I think that I'm going to be like 55 and still like as competitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awareness of where you are with the age, but I want to always like enjoy feeling somewhat athletic and enjoy Mm -hmm. feeling somewhat competitive. I mean, hell, even if I've looked at it for, um, like masters track. Yeah. Where the, say the 40 to 45 range or the 45 to 50 range of just going and looking at, is it USTF, USATF, the US Track and Field Association, whatever mm-hmm. that is, and just finding local competitions yeah. and being like, all right, I know that I'm not going to be nearly as fast as I was in the past, but it inspires you to continue training. It's fun. Yeah. It hits some of that, you know, inspiration and drive that you had. Yeah. And you get to still feel passionate about something. So I mean that's one thing right there. Yeah. Um so like you were saying, there are certain sports in which, yeah, you probably passed some of your prime and there are other ones where like you could still certainly be improving, depending on what your age is with that. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you know, I I would never want to encourage somebody like unless life just beat the shit out of yeah. you. And like, yeah, you can probably afford to yeah going to cruise like, control you know i think for for ultimate like i'm done complete cruise control i would probably for me i'd probably have to have so much focus elsewhere and priorities elsewhere that i was just like this is my goal to be great in this now. Yeah. You know, whatever it was. You take that drive and just completely reapply it. Yeah. To something something else. People physical. do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, they start, look at all these former pro athletes that like start businesses mm-hmm. or, or even like middle of the road athletes who start public speaking or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, just shift that drive into something else. You know, if you think you're absolutely done, there's always something, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, I don't think that people would have gotten as good or as far as they did as an athlete Mm -hmm. if there wasn't some part of their mindset that continued, like regardless of how good physically they went into it, like however, whatever their cards were dealt. Yeah. It is that mindset that continued to push them. And I don't see that just falling away. Yeah. No. Like you said, it might shift. Yeah. But like you'd have to have some really serious life circumstances just to completely take that away. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we'll get into more uh, more topics. I got a lot lot to say off of some of the stuff we talked about today. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think uh, most of you just need to understand that like life isn't going to be ideal. That's all there is to it, and you know you have to deal with everything uh, week to week, month to month, whatever. Um, but you have to find ways to get things done. In the end, it, that's all life is, and and that's all training is and everything else. Just you have to put out small fires. That's all it is, mm-hmm. you know, and figure it out, plan accordingly. So, all right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you. Have a good one.